Hello, and welcome to the Volleyball Coaches Corner podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Shrum, physical therapist, volleyball movement specialist, and owner of Calibrated Physical Therapy and Calibrated Volleyball Coaches. This is the seventh episode of season two, which focuses on coach parent dynamics and what life is like when you coach your own child. Have you ever been in the stands and heard another parent crap talking about a player on the court? This is something my guest, Coach Allen, does not tolerate. He goes deeper into this before we hit five minutes of the episode. Have you ever wanted to coach your own child? My guest today has coached his daughter starting in third grade. He really values communication, and throughout this episode, you will pick up on a few pointers. He shares why he believes it's important for his daughter to also play for other coaches, how to build a great dynamic between coaches and parents of the team, and why he includes his team in a few of his personal life lessons to allow volleyball to be a vehicle for building better humans not just wins and losses. Without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, Ashley. My name is Alan Stanfill. I'm a coach uh, in the St. Louis, Missouri area. Uh, I've been coaching volleyball for about eight years now. Uh, I started when um, we have one child, and I started when my daughter was in third grade, and and she and her friends picked up the sport. Uh, I played in college uh, longer ago than I'd like to admit, uh, and just loved the sport. And uh, I was one of those people that coached everything else um, when when she was younger, and just spend time and get to know friends and everything. But when it came to uh, it's time to start playing volleyball. Then, uh, then I got serious about it and decided to stick with just doing one sport. So, I've coached uh, her. She's a uh, sophomore in high school now. I've coached her all the way from third grade until now, along with some of her friends uh, at school, um, at grade school, at middle school, and at high school. I've been uh, the JV coach and varsity assistant, um, and uh, uh, I coach club volleyball but I don't coach any of their age group in club volleyball. I feel like it's important for uh, the kids to be coached by someone other than family. Um, so when it's a little more competitive in club ball, I've chosen to, to stick with coaching, but do it at a different age group for that. Oh, I like that. I like that you've made a, like a, a clear line of you also need to be coached by other people, um, not just me, so you can continue to develop. I like that. Absolutely. Um, that's, a yep. nice, that's a nice sentiment to kind of think about for these people who are coaching their own children. And if, if they do have the opportunity sometimes to go with another coach, they should probably take it every once in a while. Yeah, it can be difficult. Um, I think any child, any athlete, to a certain extent, will tune out the same voice if they've heard it over and over for years. Uh, and even more so when it's your own child who hears your voice for all sorts of other lessons in life. Um, so I, I think it's important that they get that from other people and that they learn to to advocate for themselves and deal with other people as well. I mean, the, let's face it, most of these kids that we're coaching are not going to make a living out of doing this. They're they're going to learn lessons for life out of the sport. And you can't learn all of those if you're just under a parent's wing all the time. Oh, I like that. So you already hit something that um, every podcast of the, that I ever do, I take notes um, and write them in my little notebook. And I'm, I'm writing that down, right? I'm writing that down, that, that sentence right there that you need to have other people's voices reinforcing some of those same messages for your children. Now, I want to know three things that parents do that just irritate you as a coach that if they just didn't do those, you would be so happy. <laughs> um, wow, just three. Um, no, actually, we, we 
have wonderful parents that we've worked with for uh, for a long time and it it's it's kind of a difficult question at times um there's not i've been very blessed with the families that i've dealt with there's not a whole lot of things like that but uh one i would say is talking to their player about the parent's opinion of another player on the team um i i, I find that um a coach usually should keep First of all, there are things that stay within the team. And if there are things that are criticisms or specific lessons to be learned, those are between player and coach. Um, and it's best if the parents stay out of those. Um, and I'd say myself included, when I'm, when I'm uh, not wearing the coach hat, then I, I have to do the same. And even when I am, um, for example, with my daughter being on varsity, um, where I coach the defense there and she happens to be a libero, uh, things that she needs to grow from there, I step out of those conversations often and let our other assistant coach and our head coach handle those. And I also try to stay out of things that are related to other players, except where I really need to be in them. So talking about someone other than their own child, uh, especially with their child, uh, it, it often leads to, to not a very good dynamic. Um, I think yeah. another one is a lot of people really see um, somebody uh, sort of coaching um, in a different way than what the team is coaching. Um, so maybe you have uh, a child that you want to see doing a certain thing, um, but maybe that's not what fits within the system that you're playing at a, at a given club or school. Um, taking them in a direction that's outside of what's best for the team that that coach and that team have determined, um, that can be a real challenge to deal with. Um, and then the third one I think hits home for most anybody in the sport is really any conversation with a parent that involves playing time. Um, you know, that that's earned and it's something between coach and player and you want to be fair with those things. You want to be equitable. You want to provide opportunities for growth. Um, but we find that a lot of times anything that a parent brings up, um, sometimes it's uh, whatever the issue they're talking about, it's really playing time wrapped up in something else. And so anything involving playing time, I, I kind of find to be off limits. Yeah, that's, I think you and everybody that I've talked mm -hmm. to so far has said that, that that's like, uh, and I've talked to some other coaches and they, they say that they do like during their parents meeting or they include the parents and they set clear expectations of this is what yep. you can expect from me about playing time. And that's some, that helps in some seasons, but not in all. What are some of the strategies that you do to kind of address that playing time conversation, like just nip it in the butt, hopefully before it happens? Yeah, we, we do the same at, at our club. Um, so two different kind of worlds between club and school for us. Um, but within club, we address it at the player parent meetings. It's part of our um, parent contracts that all the parents sign, um, part of the player contracts that they sign. Uh, and then if it does come up, um, any of us that are coaches uh, between our conversation with the family and if necessary, the club director coming in as well, we reinforce that right away with the families that we're not going to get into that. We will address playing time with the athlete um, and it's an earned situation. And, and we want everybody to have an opportunity to develop. We don't put people on teams that aren't going to play, um, but not everybody's going to play equally. And especially as you get to higher ages, et cetera. Um, at school, it's a little bit different uh, because depending on the, the level that you're at, there are different expectations of playing time. Um, but even there, we have a, uh, an escalation pattern that we have for our school that says if you have a question about these things first, it should be 
uh, athlete to coach, and then you know we can involve a parent if needed, and an athletic director, et cetera. Um, so we try to lay those out very clearly, and and I find also that just being open and honest with your players, um, and sometimes following up that open, honest communication with the player with an email or even a phone call to a family member that says, "Here's the conversation that I had with your player." Um, I don't think that our players generally intend. Um, to misconstrue what's said or to change it when it gets home. But that little game of telephone, sometimes things get lost in translation. And uh, so following up with something with the family and saying, here's what I said to your athlete and here's why, you know, we, we don't want to hide anything from the parents. We just don't want to muddy the waters with them in that discussion. Oh, I like that too. I really like that, that follow-up. Um, you're the first person that's told me that they do that. Um, maybe others have, maybe others do that. I don't know, but you're the first one that I've talked to um, in this season of, of podcast here that said you follow up with the parent. I like that. I like that technique. Um, I think that could really, that kind of just boom, boom, you get both ends covered. Yeah, like hopefully. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I, did, I always like to do a, a flip of the coin, right? A positive and a negative always. Mm -hmm. So what are two or three things in your coaching career that parents have done that are just so helpful that you're like every season, if I could have parents that do that, it would just be like, ah, mm -hmm. heaven. I think, um, first of all, anytime you have a group of parents that all support everyone on the team. Um, you know, it might be that that kid that doesn't get in as much, but they have a, a big win for them in that game. You know, they got in, they got their their serves in, they did whatever they've been struggling with. Um, the parents that all support each other's kids that way, that's always a, a great dynamic to have. Um, so supporting the whole team and their goals. Um, then I'd say one thing that I found helpful uh, at club, I coach a younger age group than my daughter so that I'm with a team that that I don't have to travel with. Um, and that way I'm free to travel the other times as dad for that team. Um, but especially dealing with the younger kids that maybe don't open up quite as much to a coach, it's very helpful sometimes when a parent will say, here's something that you might wanna know about dealing with my child. Here's, here's how she processes information or here's what she struggles with, just so you can help make a connection and really reach that that athlete, that child. I think nobody gets into coaching um, kids for the money. We're, we're all in it for the kids, for the sport, for the love of what we do. Um, and if what you're trying to do is have an impact on somebody, the more you really know about how to reach them, the better. So we've had, you know, I had a, a family talk to me about their child's um, hearing disability and how we could better communicate with their daughter when she was on court. Uh, things like that are very helpful. And then I think the other one is really teaching the athlete um, how to deal directly with a coach, especially as they get, you know, it's, it's age appropriate as they get older, um, but how to deal directly with a coach and how to advocate for themselves. Um, I find that to be very helpful as well. The parent that instead of just saying, well, I'm going to come in and talk to the coach that says, have you had a conversation with your coach yet? And that encourages that and then participates in it if they're younger or, you know, where it's appropriate. Uh, but I think the ones that are really trying to, to help their child grow up through the process, that's very helpful. Yeah. What, what in your opinion, is an age appropriate uh, come to the coach first without the parent intervening age? It's, that's a good question. And I think in some cases, it's a little bit child dependent. Um, but I think, you know, I, I've coached from, you know, 
eights and nines, obviously that's not going to be an age where that's going to be appropriate uh, up through high school. But I think by the time you get to that middle school to high school kind of range, you're starting to see their ability to do that. They won't be very articulate with it, perhaps, you know, they, they might need some prodding along the way and that's okay. Um, but I think just them starting the conversation, even if they need mom or dad to help with where it goes from there, that's okay. Um, so I would say somewhere around that middle school kind of age range. I, I don't think I would disagree. I would say like 13, 13, mm -hmm. 14 years old, they should be able to come and, and kind of say, hey, what's going on? And yeah. be open and confident in, in that. And not everyone's the same, but they should, even if they're not confident in it, they should be able to approach you and say, hey, um, what's what's going on? Right. I, I noticed this. Can you explain to me a little bit more? Yeah, I think that in my opinion, that's what I would assume would be that that age. Um, as most people are yeah. starting to really be yeah. more independent and learn and learn about becoming an adult in some way, shape or form, right? right. Taking on more responsibility in life. So I yeah. want you to take your uh, coach hat off and put your dad hat on. And what are okay. some, what are two or three things that other coaches do that just irritate you as a parent? You know, you sent that question out ahead of time, and this was the one that was the hardest for me, um, which I'll say, um, for one, that makes me grateful because it says that I've, I've had some coaches for my own daughter that I really appreciate, um, and I'm glad for their influence and, and that I've had good experiences with that. Um, I've had some that maybe I've observed but haven't been a part of. Um, you know, the, the coaches that are extremely negative toward a group of kids or things like that, that just stick out that, that, um, you know, I'm, I grew up with very tough coaching. Um, it's a different world. Kids relate to things differently today than we did back then. Um, and I'm still a tough minded coach. Um, I still expect a lot, you know, I, I want the kids to perform at the best of their abilities while still enjoying what they do. Um, but you can't, you can't push everyone so hard. You, there, there has to be an encouragement to it. So the, the super negative, I think, is, is the problem. Thankfully, we haven't seen much of that. Um, but things that I think I have seen that, you know, maybe have been irritating, um, anytime there's anything that looks like a lack of honesty or mixed signals to a player, uh, I, I feel like the best policy is just to lay things out, be very honest about where it is. If, if you're playing ahead of someone else, or playing behind someone else. Let's just talk about what the reasons for that are, what you need to improve on and move on. Um, so I think that can be a concern. And, and where I've seen that the most is uh, maybe with a, a younger coach that doesn't quite have the confidence to, to just have that conversation very frankly. Um, but I haven't seen a lot of that. Uh, anything that's, that's kind of shows favoritism. Um, and I think that's, that's a real difficult one as both coach and parent, because it's one that you're always very paranoid about yourself when you are coaching. Um, so it's not so much, you know, I think, I think most of us as parent coaches fall into one of two categories. It's either the, um, your kid gets all the breaks because they're your kid, or most of us, I think, are the other end of the spectrum. You're so hard on your kid, you know, more than somebody else's. Um, but either way, that's not really a right situation. It's, it's not really a fair setup, but anything that shows favoritism. So it might be that, that family that always ends up taking the coach out to dinner when you're out on the road and people wonder what's going on. Anything like that is a concern. And then I think the other thing in this kind of goes back to what I talked about on the other side, but is 
people that want to initiate the conversation with the parent rather than with the athlete. Um, I, I'd rather see the the athlete learn to, to kind of grow up through that process than have it come to the parent. So um, that, that one really was kind of a tricky question for me. I've been very blessed with a lot of the coaches that we've known and that we've had for our own daughter. Um, not to have very many issues like this, but maybe some things that I've seen out there. That's nice. I mean, kudos to that, uh, that you've, you've, I think, taken your daughter into places that you know has a certain culture, right? Like mm -hmm. if you, if you're in the coaching world already, or at least observant to it, like you want your kid to be in a certain culture and you fostered that and kind of led mm -hmm. her to those places, which is cool. Uh, so kudos to that. Like that's, that's heads up. Like not everyone does that. Uh, okay, so let's flip the coin. What are three things that other coaches have done or three memories you have throughout your whole coaching career that you're like, wow, this really inspired me and helped shape me as a coach? I think um, anytime you're encouraging growth as a coach, that's a good thing from a parent perspective. And I think that growth is in more than just the game. Um, any of us should be able to teach the basics of a game that that we're coaching. Um, you know, I, I should be able to teach someone how to pass, how to set, how to swing, all the, the fundamental skills of the game. I should be able to teach them systems and understanding. Um, but am I teaching them why? Am I teaching them to understand the game? Am I teaching them how to relate to someone else through the game? Or um, how to see someone else's perspective through the game? Um, so anytime you're encouraging growth, I would say of the whole person, as opposed to just of the athlete, I think is a very positive thing. Um, anytime you're, you're willing to challenge your players in whatever their area of weakness is, I think that's a very good thing. Um, I'll, I'll use the personal example here. Uh, our, our daughter is a, um, a, a rather high performing athlete. She does very well. Um, she's, she's been recognized for several things, um, but she's a very shy, quiet kid. And there are times when that is a challenge on the court uh, and she's working her way through that. But there are times when that's a challenge with just team dynamic and how do you, how do you relate to others? And I've really appreciated coaches that are willing to pull her out of her shell a little bit and challenge those kinds of things. Um, you know, not to pick on anything or say you must do this or that, but, and not to say you've got to be the loudest um, personality out there, but how can you be the best you that you can be? So coaches that are willing to do that and engage, I think are good. And then the other is just, again, that, that kind of dealing, obviously sort of a hot button with me as it comes out a lot, but that dealing directly with coach to athlete, then the coaches that encourage that and really have um, a direct conversation uh, in, in my case with my daughter that way, I, I really appreciate that out of a coach. Yeah. I mean, I think that would probably be one of the things that I would like and seek out in a coach is someone who would want my child to come to them as their authority and mentor in that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, and that they have a yeah. person they're comfortable going to and talking to, uh, and, and just coming forth and saying, Hey, this isn't working for me or, or I've got an issue. Can, you know, I don't feel well today. You know, can I, like, I really don't feel well today. And then, you know, knowing that that coach isn't going to be like, listen, jump down and give me 30 burpees. Like, okay, as long as you give me your best effort today is to what you can do, I'm, I'm accepting of that. Like, and right. having that conversation with them, I like that. That's, that's a nice little thing. 
Yeah, and it's it's um it's interesting because you have to you have to know the people that you're coaching well enough to know how to reach them. Um, you know, I I tend to try to pick out at least one book each year to read um, something that I think I could gain from and, and pass on to to the people that I work with. And you read so much about how um, coaches are ranked as some of the most influential people in the lives of a lot of young folks. And that's really a very heavy responsibility. Um, but it can be such a blessing to work with people like that too. And know you may not know the impact that you had on a kid for quite some time, um, but you may see that down the road or you may never see that. Somebody else may get the benefit of that and that's okay. Uh, but being able to challenge them, um, I've gone through, since I started coaching, uh, I've gone through a couple of pretty substantial changes in my life. Um, I, when I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm back up a little bit of weight now, COVID therapy, all that stuff. Um, but I, I, in, in a little over a year of time of coaching, I lost 116 pounds. And, and so the girls that I coached watched me go through that whole process of, of getting healthy, of going from completely sedentary, um, they knew that I, I had an accident years ago that kind of ended my my competitive volleyball time, um, and I lost part of my left toes, and and was told I wouldn't run or jump again or any of that stuff. Um, and so for years, I just kind of moved on with life, and that was fine. But then they watched me um, decide to get healthy, start running, take up triathlon. Um, they cheered me on while I went and did my first Ironman, and and all these sorts of things, and just. I think being transparent with the kids of stuff's not always easy. Stuff doesn't always go the way that you think it's going to go. It doesn't always go the way that you think is planned. Um, but whatever it is you have out in front of you that's holding you back, you can work your way through and you can overcome it. I, I will, I was never going to be, um, you know, a, a national team level athlete or, or even a D1 athlete. I mean, it, for our, for our men's team at school, it was a club program and that's what we did. And it was great. And I loved it. I was never going to, you know, to play with the, the stars and stripes on my chest. I, I never had that kind of athletic ability. Um, the fact that I had this accident has nothing to do with the fact that I never would get that far. I never would have gotten that far anyway it probably limits a little bit of what I can do now, but I can still make the most of what I can do. And being able to teach the kids that and say, I don't care whether you're going to be a kid who plays up until they start high school, who plays varsity, who plays junior varsity, who plays in college, who plays at the Olympics. I want you to get the most that you can get out of the sport. And I want to walk through that journey with you and help show you what dedication looks like to get there and help you find that for you. Um, I, I just think that stuff really goes a long way with the kids. I usually, each new team that I take on every year, I end up coaching typically a tournament on President's Day weekend, which is the anniversary of my accident. And that's usually when they find out, each new team, what had happened and why I do what I do and I use it as a chance to talk to them about overcoming things. And for me, that's 
it's really more about that and those kinds of connections and helping these kids to figure out that they can do more than they ever knew than it is specific X's and O's or, you know, did we have a great win-loss season or any of those things. These kids, it's the lessons that they're going to take with them into life that, that really count. So that rambled at you a little bit there, but I think those are the things that really stick out to me in coaching. It's those connections and relationships and pushing them to do better. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that with us and with my audience. That's, I mean, that's an awesome story. And I like that you overcame and you don't let something kind of hold you back. You've made the decision to say, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I don't care that someone tell me I can't, I know I can. And you did it. Like that's an awesome lesson to teach. And you have hand experience to say, Hey, this I've done it and you can too. And, and firsthand experience like that actually goes a long way with people. Um, so that's awesome that you include that and that you open up enough to your teams that, that you feel comfortable enough as a coach to open up to, and, and as a person to open that up and say, Hey, this was me as a vulnerable, this is a vulnerability for me. And I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you how I'm going to come through it and how, and no, it wasn't easy. Yes. It was hard work. And these are the things that you can do too. Like, I like that. I mean, that's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Like that's something to admire and, and, and to, you know, applaud. Like I can't say that enough. That's what I want people to do all the time. Like you can't just let one thing that someone tells you, hold you down. You have to make the conscious decision that you're going to go on and and you're going to be better um, than what someone else thinks of you or says you can or can't do. So kudos to you for that, Alan. Like, that's awesome. I I think we just, we all want, anybody that we coach and pour our time and effort into to be able to be the best that they can be. And so, you know, helping to, to show them that, to walk through that with them, to, you know, take them down that path. To me, that's what coaching is really all about. And, and that's what I want um, as a parent uh, for a coach who's impacting my own child. Uh, you know, I want somebody who isn't the same as me. I want somebody who is going to challenge and stretch and push um, but in a manner that's consistent with what I would do uh, in a family. And that's what we, we're trying to do at school as well, is just engage in those things and say, you know, have you, have you ever walked a mile in somebody else's shoes? Have you ever learned what it's like to be this? Or have you ever challenged yourself in that? And I think that's what most of us that are coaching kids really want out of it. We, we all get hung up in it. I, I will be either very happy or very sad tomorrow based on how our team performs tomorrow night. We all get hung up in that all the time. But at the end of the year, I'm going to look back on it and say, did we help these kids grow? And are they ready for the next thing for them in life? And I've preached that to, I've been very, very fortunate in the, the group that I've had for years. I've got two girls um, who have played on USAB high performance teams, national level stuff in the same class at a small school. Um, I've had several others that are very high performing athletes on their club. And I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to work with a group of athletes that are as driven as they are and that love doing that. But I'm also not foolish enough to think that they are that because of something that any one of us did for them. I happen to be with a really great group of kids. It's fun to see that, but still with a really good performing group of kids in a few years, this will all be behind them. And if we've taught them how to better deal with each other as human beings along the way, then we've accomplished something. If all we can look back on is W's and L's for the season, that's all going to fade pretty quickly. That's true. That's very true. All right. So I want you to keep your coach and dad hat on for this part at the same time. 
what are the top three challenges that you've had for coaching your own child? Like anything that you can think that whoo, you guys really went through it and you had to step back and reflect on? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think for me, um, one is difference between me and my child. Uh, we process things very differently. We, uh, I was a uh, wear your heart on your sleeve, very emotional player, um, really in every sport that I ever did. Uh, but I was the fiery emotional type. Um, my daughter looks like she could be playing poker on a court at any given time. She's stone-faced. She'll celebrate with her team. She has a great time. She's as driven as you can possibly be. But she processes things and shows it differently than I do. And figuring out that what she needs is to be a better her, not more of me, and that there's a lot of strength in the way she approaches things that I could have benefited from. That's been one big, big thing for us is just, and, and I won't say that I'm there yet, it's still a learning process, but uh, that's been one is just recognizing that she's not me and that we have to deal with things differently. Um, another then is the coach in me wants to go into debrief mode every time after we finish. Hey, did you see this? This could have, you did a great job at this. This should have been better. You should have made this adjustment. There's a lot of times when what she needs when we get in the car to go home is how was your day? Um, not why didn't you get the touch on that ball that was cross court off the block, you know, wh whatever it was. Um, and so putting some boundaries on that and setting aside time, she's one of those kids and, and I'm one of those parents too, that would go home and pick up a ball all the time. We have fun with it. If she's not studying, she's probably got a ball in her hand. I love doing that, but we've had to be really intentional about finding things to do that don't involve the sport so that we can get away from that and still have um, really good relationship time. Um, so I think those, those have, been, uh, uh, have been big things. And then the other one is just, um, like I said before, I think most of us either go into that, we favor our kid or we push our own kid too hard. Um, and I don't know that I've really found a balance on that one. I am definitely the push my own kid too hard um, coach. I will admit that I try to be fair with her, but I also try to push any player as far as I can. Um, and her, her teammates will needle me all the time. Oh, you're harder on her than you are on anybody. You hit balls harder at her in drills or, and you know, they know that it's good natured and everything, but trying to make sure that that always is still fair and it's uplifting and, um, you know, doesn't become a downer to anybody. I, I heard um, I heard uh, a story the other day where uh, one of her new teammates this year had had somebody uh, ask her about my daughter and said, "Oh, well, she's she's the varsity libero. Well, yeah, her dad's the coach, and I can't get involved in any of that stuff. You're going to think what you're going to think. That's going to happen." Um, I found it amusing that the the girl who's the new teammate said, "Clearly, you don't know those two very well." Um, he would put her on the bench before he would give her a spot, you know, intentionally. But, um, you know, people don't know that, for example, when she got, I'll just, you know, again, use the personal example, but when she became the starting varsity libero as a freshman, 
um, and I was the defensive coach for varsity, that I was not even in the, the war room, so to speak, when we did the depth chart and made the cuts and put everybody in the positions they were in. I was very thankful that our head coach was willing to, to leave me out of that. Um, but other people don't know that. And they don't need to know that. That's an internal team thing. You know, we're going to handle it the right way. But just finding that balance and, you know, even I, I had a referee not too long ago uh, say, did I hear your daughters on this team? Um, and it, it really made me happy that it wasn't a known thing. So trying to find those, those boundary areas and say, when I'm out here, um, my, I, I have the JV, coach, or the JV team myself, and then I assist on the varsity team. And when we scrimmage, um, I told my JV players if they were going to serve at my daughter, where to serve her. You know, she, she's not at her best moving to her right and deep. So please don't serve her because we don't want to put it on her. But if you have to, there's where you need to put it. And they all laughed and laughed and laughed. They said, are you seriously giving us your daughter's weakness? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm on your sideline right now. She's the opponent. I'm going to do that. This, this is what we do. It's called That's coaching. How the sport works. <laughs> right. So, I but coach. I think finding some of those kinds of things and, and navigating them well. Um, and, and also, I don't want the experience for her to be in any way lessened because she had a parent for a coach. Um, I've, I've told her actually several times through the years, if it would be better for you for me not to be there coaching. I, I love coaching. I love, I consider myself a coach professionally. I, I work in software integration. I'm a manager of people. I, I think of what I do professionally as coaching. Um, and, and I love coaching, but I've told her several times, if it's better for you and your experience, I would rather walk away from this because I want it to be hers. But I think finding what that looks like, it's a challenge at times. And you, you have to walk, you know, you have to walk a fine line at times. You have to know, you know, sometimes somebody's going to say something, you're going to want to come to your own child's defense and you need to just walk away and say, you know what, as the coach, I'm not going to address this. I'm just going to walk yeah, on. That's true. I think everyone that has come on has struggled with that is, is mm -hmm. how to kind of, play those roles well and still be right by your child and your team which yep. that's that's really cool so i gotta ask well, this is this is a surprise question i'm gonna ask you because okay. i want to go into it i want to know what is your favorite favorite thing so far about coaching your daughter because you're still in it so yep. so far up to this point what has been just the thing that you cherish the most about being able to be your daughter's coach um i would say it's that's an interesting question too. Um, there's so many things that I like about it. And when I was coaching her when she was younger, I had somebody give me advice. They said, if you have the time and can coach, do so because you're going to know so many of your daughter's friends that way and really be involved in the things that she's involved with in her life. Um, and you'll be able to be a part of those key things. And, you know, you'll know the, who is she hanging around with? What's, you know, who's an influence on her and all those kinds of things. And I like that. I've, I've gotten to know really good friends through coaching, um, families of people that, that I've coached, things like that. Uh, but I think really the best thing is just watching her grow in that, being able to be a part of it. Um, she had a moment this last weekend in a game where she made a play on a 
player that's kind of a nemesis and and it was a play that's usually her weakness she stepped up and made the play and just just the moment where she walked into the huddle at the next time out and we're having to play in masks it's covid time and and you know she's got her poker face on but i can tell under her mask there's an enormous grin and just to be there and be a part of that moment um you know it, it's worth it and and for me the other thing is by the time she finishes high school um there will be i think three of her current well herself and two others so three girls on that team that i will have had uh in other sports as well but in volleyball for 10 years and those three girls are all uh, at least pursuing um, the ability to play at the next level. And just the thought of being able to share that moment with all of those families, with her and her friends, and whether they actually get there, whether they choose to do that or not, um, you know, whether that's the right fit for what they want to do educationally and you know, fits into the whole plan for their life. Um, that all remains to be seen. Things could take a lot of different shapes, but I've seen all of these kids grow up together and that's, that's really been priceless uh, to be there. I mean, I had a, a, a memory pop up on social media the other day of um, a bunch of them together several years ago at one of the league championships that they'd won and their goofy little picture and they were all such little kids at the time and and you, you've seen them all grow up together and so it's not so much that it's one memory as it is um, the process of, of seeing it and being a part of it. Yeah it's a it's another way to be involved right like you get to it see is. them at home grow up and in home life but to see them in that other dynamic where they take yep. on different roles within their peer group that yep. you really wouldn't have the opportunity to see that. Yeah, and it's fun because I told her early on, um, you're going to be better at a lot of things in the sport than I ever was. And, you know, when you're when you're the coach and they're really little and they think you can do no wrong because um, they just don't know how much you do wrong yet, um, they don't see that. And, you know, I, I would talk to her about it repeatedly and to see that um, – I played right side in college and, and I played right side because I could, I could hit fairly well and I couldn't pass. I mean, that's where you put the guy that can't pass, you know, and I wasn't big enough to be a middle. So I have no delusions about that. I have a daughter that's, that's a libero and we joke around at practice all the time. And they're like, well, which one of you should we put in over here in the spot? And if you want a decent pass, you better put her in. It's not going to be me. And so seeing her long ago really surpassed some of the things that I can do, um, that's great. Everybody wants better for their for their kid than they have for themselves or, or than they've ever accomplished for themselves. So that's, it's neat to see that fun. stuff. That's fun. That's really cool. That I think that's that's a cute, a cute and unique, you know, bond that you guys are gonna have yeah. um, forever. And you're gonna have those memories and on all that time and memory forever, which is pretty cool. I, especially I think um, any parent that has teenagers, it's hard to hard to come together like that. This yep. Teenagers tend to push away a lot of the time and, and want that independence. So when you can sure. have that sport to be your vehicle to get to the destination of growing your relationship, that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, I have one more surprise question and it's something okay. I ask everybody and I think I already know, I think I'm going to know your answer, but you may surprise me is would you recommend to anybody else? Yes or no, right? Would you recommend if they have the opportunity to coach their child? Yes or no. And why? I would, um, with the caveat, if you think you can handle it, um, for, you know, for your child's sake, 
if you think you can handle it. I definitely would. I think it's worth the time and the, the investment that you put into it. And it, you know, it does take a lot of time. Everyone's busy. Um, I would, I think all the time and the effort that you pour into it, at least for me is, is clearly worth it. Um, the experiences are worth it. Uh, the time is worth it. And, you know, if you, especially if you have some skills that can be brought to a team and those skills don't always have to be the expert at teaching the sport. Um, oftentimes a, a coach might need an assistant coach who's a very good organizer and who can help run things at practice, but maybe the head coach can set up what those things are to run. Um, so you probably have something to offer, even if you're not the absolute guru in that sport. Um, sometimes those things can be very helpful. So I think if you have something to offer, you have some time that you're willing to invest in it, it's, it's definitely worth it, in my opinion. Um, it comes with some trials and tribulations along the way, but, uh, but it's, it's worth it, and I, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much for coming on and spending your time with me right now and sharing your experience. I really appreciate um, all your expertise and your experiences that you opened up and shared with us and kind of how you've handled being a coach parent. Thank you again, Coach Alan, for sharing your time and stories with me and helping us all learn from your experiences. I appreciate that you focus so much on communication on so many different situations to help these athletes learn and grow. All right, y'all, that's our conclusion. Thank you for listening along. Go ahead and hit subscribe on whatever listening platform you are on now. I wanted to share with you all a promotion I have for those who listen to my podcast. To all of my listeners, I'm offering a 10% discount for my Bulletproof Your Team's Ankles program, which is a comprehensive guide to ankle sprain prevention, recovery, and return to the sport. Use code PODCAST when you check out, and the program link is listed in the description.